The bottom line with you being paid money to be a running back on a football field would be the number two in one two five. And if you're not any of them, then they don't need you. So I mean Emmanuel Wilson will take over that job with him. He's very similar in stature, we'll say. Welcome in, one and all. Good to have you to the Bill Michaels show. Jones, obviously, but he's got more speed. Yet another hour. And a quicker jump cut than A.J. Dillon does. It was a a fast and furious and methodical, fast plodding horse that's going to just drive the ball of the NFL. It was uh, was all over the place in so many different aspects. We talked about the quarterback, some highs, some lows. His pads are upright. Some that kind of wowed us, shocked us. He goes down too easy. Yeah. Maybe not so much. He doesn't run with uh, that. a lot of I'm money that was on one particular field. When you talk about Deshaun Watson and Joe Burrow, a little bit at the line. Neither of looked overwhelmingly at impressive at all. Uh, but uh, here to talk about it, and uh, our guy Mike Mark Schofield uh, from know, SB Nation. When defenders have momentum Mark coming Schofield down over there on Twitter. Well. Well. Mark, how you been, buddy? You're going down. I'm doing well, Bill. You know, at That's least if you first week of the season, were this workhorse and this plow horse, you'd be able to fall forward. You'd be able to stick your head in there and you fall forward. One that certainly jumps out, but a ton of stuff to get into. You know? I'm excited to dive into it all with you. I, you know, let's let's but start AJ with, with not the Rams uh, because that was a team that's supposed to be on you the know? down. Uh, they're just He's trying just to reclaim a few things. And uh, last you know, year, you kind of just said he wants to be better this year. When Aaron Rodgers was, they really weren't going to make much noise. It was Gino a lot Smith of coming off of the comeback year and their stutter step that he had to do before he got going. The Seahawks were expected to be a true contender in the NFC. What the hell happened? But you've got Jordan Love more under center. I'm still trying to make sense of it myself. I think. And Stafford looked great. He's if healthy. you're under center and you're, you know, you're handing the ball off and he's not getting out some tight windows. He's, you know, the, 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 there was always a game uh, that the running backs tried to get to the hole and pass the quarterback faster than the quarterback to get the ball out of center and hand it off. Okay? Which meant that the running back got ahead of steam. He seems to wait for the quarterback. But the, the question that I'm sort of pondering right now, Bill, and you, you know, in a sense alluded to it, are the Rams, do they have the potential so, to be this year's Seahawks? Because, I mean, if you think back to last I, year, uh, I, everybody I, was saying, look, to Seattle, answer your question, I don't know how much this year. longer they Jordan Love will be, or Jordan Love or uh, A.J. Dillon will be running the football if he continues to put up those kind of he's numbers. He's not going to play well. You he know? could be a bridge to their next quarterback. I just don't. And everybody in that building said, no, no, no. Uh, but it doesn't help his trade value either if the Packers really did want to make a deal and try to go after Jonathan Taylor and maybe up the ante when it comes to draft choices or something. Now, I'm going to wait on that. But I, they at this point in time, if I had to base it off of just one performance, now, I'd rather Faye see Emmanuel Wilson in there. Kyle Shanahan and company. To be honest with so him, I'd go with Wilson and, and Jones as that backfield and see but what happens. This is an intriguing storyline because um, now AJ Dillon, you know, he year. has become a better blitz, be the blitz guy. He picks up the blitz a little bit better. He's grown in that position over the years. So when Aaron Jones is not in there, you talk about both teams. Let's go to San Francisco because San Francisco also put up 30 points this past weekend over what we thought would be a much better contest in Pittsburgh. Uh, Kenny Pickett didn't you know? look good, but then again, he was and, facing a really staunch you know, defense. And Logan says over on Brock the live Purdy has not says, lost as a starter Dillon has, He's just not no, thought, he, he is not who we thought he would be. It's uh, year four, and we have never seen him really reach expectations. And that's, pro- that, that's, that's very Purdy succinct, and it's probably 100% correct. We just haven't seen him take off where we thought he would. It's a great roster, but what are you going to get from Brock Purdy in year two? 
Is the magic going to come off? 877-867-1670, If you want to uh, find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, you can also email the program, dvillemichaels at gmail.com, dvillemichaels at gmail.com. Got some emails to get to as well when we come back. Uh, we kind of ignored those today. We've been pretty busy, but uh, we want to be able to uh, kind of get everybody uh, everybody's voice to be heard. we got our buddy Steve that uh, wrote us earlier today and some Brewers chat or two coming up and i look i've i've made it i'm not backing down people are saying i'm jinxing the brewers if you believe that that means this show has so much freaking power it's unbelievable that means we are the almighty all-powerful most powerful program in the if that's true create off of structure so i'm saying i'm saying the brewers are on the verge the brewers are on the verge mark my words the brewers are on the verge see what happens coming up later on tonight the brewers are on the verge Okay. Uh, stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show. Uh, let's go over to the, the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. And more so that defense beat the hell out of Daniel Jones. But Dak Prescott, for all that was talked about in the offseason, didn't have a great game. It wasn't like he came in and lit the world on fire and they won 40 to nothing. Going to be traveling over the next couple of days. Defensive scores. And the and, uh, around the state of Wisconsin, heading up to Tom Ross. How good are the Cowboys? I know we have to do today. That's still going to be right. 1A and 1B with San Francisco. Beverages but how really and good gas. Are and that's going to be with our friends at Quick Trip. Quick Trip, you know, I, uh, I always use the Quick Rewards card. Always, always, always. And one of the things I know when I travel is if I'm not making breakfast, I'm stopping and picking it up with some of the breakfast sandwiches that they have. That's for sure. So check out our friends at Quick Trip, whether it's going in for the basics, the bread, the milk, the eggs. Bananas, whatever, or maybe the the beer cave, like I'll be doing, or maybe some of the breakfast sandwiches, but uh, so much, uh, whether it's the take-home meals or the sandwiches that are there hot and fresh, or even some of the take-home pizzas you can make hot and fresh, whatever it happens to be. It's it's all about our friends at Quick Trip, who uh, are such a, if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about, such a great convenience here in the state of Wisconsin, and we're so lucky to have them right here in our own backyard. That is our friends over there at Quick Trip. Um, uh, by the way, speaking of uh, the rest of the week, so tonight uh, we uh, have the huddle, which is back. I'll be on the air for the huddle tonight. And then after that, um, it's going to be uh, Grant Dill the rest of the week. Uh, so Grant tomorrow, having Paul Churchian on, you are going to get to rip apart my fantasy team, which has now been eliminated, and I am done in the guillotine league after one brief moment in time. But what a moment it was, Bill. I mean, we'll never forget the last week, right? What a week it's been. I, I, my week, put it this way, the, the, the draft lasted longer than my team actually did. That, I swear to God, like my, the, my, my, the draft uh, was I do want to talk about the Packers and the Bears. I thought Jordan Love, he had I some not. really good guys I saw. I got and smoked then a on Sunday by a guy who had Aaron well. Rodgers starting. But I, the Aaron Rodgers got him zero points. He's still clean my clock. And my excuse in this league is always, I'm the commissioner. So the league comes before my team. So anytime my team loses, it's like, that's okay. It's bigger than just me. I'm more focused on everyone else in the league. But yes, charge tomorrow, I'm very excited to pick up There was nothing. There was 
no I'm growth, sure no nothing, no, nothing to and everybody really else expound do. upon yeah, from last yeah. year. And Dan uh, Weederer today, <laughs> who covers the Bears, I'm almost like Chicago tweeted out in my time covering the NFL. I can't really remember. Like, the time I'll be sitting on, on the dock, week watching late building seems so apparently shaken by and or short on answers. up against what actually happened week one. The next five days are a response in time and should tell us a lot about this team. You know, whatever happens to be. Is Who that knows? It? Maybe I'll fish I mean, off the dock. Did we win just one of the worst the teams in the NFL? We'll they just don't JBL have anything. They looked in disarray and didn't have an identity at all. At that segment, just to go charge. You know, uh, go I ahead. <laughs> Let me have it. Gonna tell, it was. I called him. I, I right. I was on my way home on, on Monday night, I, I and uh, he texted me. He said, "Well, that was quick." He texted me, and I called him. I got done with the cigar dinner. I was coming home, and he just he answers the phone. He's like, "Hey, Bill," and all I did was go, "What the hell?" Yeah. What the? Because I I had this really. I mean, he even told me he's like, "Man, you got a pretty impressive team." And it not only did I lose, I scored the lowest amount of points. I went out in a historically awful fashion for the eternity of the Guillotine League. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Nothing you can do. Right. Uh, we got another hour yet to go. We're going to pick up where we left off. But the Brewers are on the cusp. And I'm excited about that tonight. And because uh, Kristen, who uh, changed jobs, her, her company has has a suite uh, down in America. Can family feel i can't go uh, i'm gonna be here doing the, uh, the huddle tonight but she's got i got a group of clients and such going tonight and i said hey tonight can be historic for two reasons one our buddy josh is going to be singing the national anthem but secondly uh, tonight brewers win and cubs lose you are witnessing them winning the national league central we'll talk about that coming up tonight as well. So we've got that. Kevin Holden from CBS 58, by the way, is going to join us tonight on the huddle uh, a little after the top of the hour at 6 o'clock. So we're going to talk to him this evening as well. So we got a lot coming up. Stay tuned. we got another hour of the Bill Michael Show yet to go. Hang in there. We'll be back right after this. Before halftime, and then you kind of off to the races in the second half. That was a key play, and he delivered. So I thought Jordan Ross played really well. But the questions that have really, you know, come out of that game are what is happening in Chicago? Right now, it looks like there are no easy. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going into Minnesota and knocking off the Vikings. Now, Baker Mayfield said this week that he figured out the Vikings' defensive calls as the game went on. He figured out what their hand signals were, and thus they were able to figure out what the defense was being, and that's the reason they look so good. Uh, I don't know if that's uh, a positive for Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers or a complete detriment and kind of an embarrassment to the Minnesota Vikings, but to lose that game at home, your opener, that was that was somewhat shocking as well. Yeah, I mean, that was you know similar to that Rams-Seattle game, one of the more shocking results of the weekend. I don't think too many people had that you know in their pick pools. I certainly didn't have that in the picks that I made last week. It was a very good result from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, you try not to read too much into it with, you know, the idea that Bacon might be back or something like that. And it's a letdown for Minnesota. I mean, this is a game, you know, when the schedule came out, you all looked at it and you said, yep, yep Minnesota's going to start 1-0. and Now they're 0-1, you know, and they face a short week here. And this is going to be a tough one for them. And so, you know, they're staring potentially 0-2 in the face. That's a tough place to start historically in the National Football League. The numbers are a little different since they expanded the playoffs and went to the 17-game schedule. But typically, an 0-2 start is not a good place to be. You know, they've got some things to figure out offensively. They're still talented on that side of the ball. And I think over the course of this year, that defense is going to get used to the new schemes and new designs under Brian Flores, and they'll get better. But this is not the way you wanted to start the season for Minnesota. 
Uh, and then I got to ask you, I mean, I, I'll take it as a moral victory. I mean, even though you're a Patriots fan and you look at it as a loss, I thought they went toe-to-toe with a pretty good football team, a team that was representative of the NFC in the Super Bowl last year. I liked what I saw out of New England this past It was a loss, but I like what I saw out of them. Uh, give me your thoughts on that game. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, if you would have told me, you know, I'd say 5 o'clock Eastern on Sunday afternoon after – New England spotted them 16 nothing. that they would have the ball back with two minutes to go with a chance to take the lead. I would have thought you were crazy, given the way that game started. But I think what we learned about New England particularly is, yes, their defense, as we thought, is going to be good. You know, you had a, a short field situation where, you know, you get the Ezekiel Elliott fumble, they hold them to a field goal. You know, they gave up a touchdown at one point in that game, but they got a stop late. They got a forced fumble from Jalen Hurts. They gave that offense a couple of different chances to take the lead in that game and kept them in it. And the offense, in contrast to what we saw last year, there was creativity. There was tempo. There was different uses of personnel grouping. There was creativity in the route concepts. You know, I, I do want to see a little bit more from Matt Jones. I think they perhaps left some plays on the field. But, you know, he throws for three touchdowns, two touchdowns to Kendrick Bourne. And like you said, you know, it's still 0-1 in the win-loss column, but that's one of those losses I think you can build on as a team. You can point to the fact and say, look, this is a team that was in the Super Bowl last year, and we hunt with them. And so I think the Patriots, you know, the outlook looks a little bit brighter today than it did, say, going into that game when there was a thought, they might get run out of the building here. And what does it look like if it is 30 to nothing at the end of the game? And when it started 16 nothing, it looked like that's where it was headed. So one of those losses that I think you can build on and for my Eagles friends out there that, you know, love Philadelphia, I think when we get to November and December, you might look back at this game and say, hey, that was a pretty good win. Right now you're thinking, oh, we, we just barely got by against a New England team that's supposed to be bad. But I think at the end of the season, Eagles fans will look at that game and say, you know what, that was a pretty good win on the road. Uh, I do want to ask you a little bit about all the money that was on the uh, field in Cleveland. Uh, in Almost, well, it was half a billion dollars between Joe Burrow and Deshaun Watson. Uh, Burrow looked awful, and he looked like he hadn't really practiced too much, and Deshaun Watson didn't really add much there. Uh, do we believe that the glass ceiling is much, much higher for Joe Burrow? You know, I mean, I, I think that, as I sort of talked about with Dallas, I think the main story out of that Cleveland-Cincy game was Cleveland's defense. You know, it was Darius Smith added to the raw mix up front. Now he can do a lot of different things with Miles Garrett. Jim Schwartz was moving him around. There was one play where he's aligned over the center and getting almost immediate pressure on Joe Burrow. You know, you get a weather factor there as well. And he's coming back, Burrow is, from the calf injury. And so I'm really trying too hard not to read it too much into this game. But I think there were a lot of other contextual factors here that led to their offensive ineptitude against Cleveland. I think really we're going to get deeper into the season and just – really appreciate this Browns defense. But it is, you know, not the way you want it to start. You know, off the new contract, you know, first game of the season, now you're lost in the division. And with Cleveland taking on Pittsburgh, you know, Cleveland could be 2-0 and in the North, you know, when it comes to this time next week, which could be huge for them in that division, which we think is going to be pretty tight. And so, you know, I, I think there was a lot at play. I'm not worried about Burrow and that contract yet. But if we get week two, week three, near the end of September, and we're having this conversation again and again each Wednesday, then it's going to be time to worry. 
We've got really good games this week that are untapped that were not normal big-time matchups. You've got, obviously, the Vikings on the road taking on the Eagles. The Bengals are trying to hang on in that division, like you had mentioned, because they got the Ravens coming to town this weekend. I think one of the biggest games is the Bills taking on the Raiders in Buffalo because if Josh Allen plays like crap again, man, you can only imagine what it's uh, what the feeling is going to be like for their hopes uh, up in Buffalo after that heartbreaking loss. And Kansas City on the road trying to come back from that loss to play uh, a decent Jacksonville team now. Trevor Lawrence has really stepped up and showed us that he can actually be somebody. Like you had mentioned, the Patriots have a divisional game against the Dolphins coming up this weekend. And then it was a really weird way to start the season for his tenure, Sean Payton in De- in Denver, to start with an onside kick, not get it, lose that game to the to the Raiders. Now they got the Commanders coming to town. There's a lot of intriguing games this weekend. Yeah, I mean, for a week too slate, you know, this is as fascinating as it gets because you know you mentioned sort of the Broncos and you know, what they're doing this week and how they started their season. I thought that was a, you know, trying not to read too much into one play call, but to start your season with an on surprise onside kick as if you feel you need to steal an extra possession against Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders, mm-hmm. right? That's a curious play call to me because, you know, you want to say, you know, what, what is, how does Sean Payton feel about his offense? That might be the answer. He feels he needs to steal an extra drive against Garoppolo. So, now, I'm very curious to see that game, Washington and Denver. You know, that that Niners-Rams game looks a lot more intriguing now than it did, say, two weeks ago when we thought the Rams weren't going to be that good. Chiefs-Jags is a fascinating game, obviously a playoff rematch. But, you know, Travis Kelsey is going to practice in a limited fashion this week. Will he be able to go? Chris Jones just got the new deal. But we saw perhaps, you know, some weaknesses with Kansas City on both sides of the ball last Thursday night. In Jacksonville, you know, obviously they're going to want to win after what happened last year in the playoffs. You know, there's fascinating games all over this slate. Seattle, you know, they're going to go to Detroit now. That's going to be a good one to watch. And what do the Jets look like? You know, they had that sort of emotional night Monday night. Now you're going to regroup, go down to Dallas with Zach Wilson against that defense. That's going to be a tough ask. And so fascinating games all over the slate this week. Mark, great stuff as always. Look forward to talking to you with you and kind of breaking it all down next week as well. And uh, we always appreciate it, pal, okay? Thanks so much, Paul. Always a blast coming on. Enjoy the games. We'll talk next week. Absolutely. There you go. Mark Schofield, SB Nation, joining us for a couple of minutes and uh, really kind of breaking a lot of that stuff down. Good stuff from week one. Week two presents a bunch of intriguing matchups as well. Don't forget, coming up tonight, 6 to 8, we are back. It's the Bill Michaels Huddle. Back on many of these same stations, back on YouTube, back on Facebook, back on uh, Twitch TV, and back on Kick and X and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully tonight you can join us and talk a lot of football with us as well. Going to go ahead and step away, take a quick break. Want to remind you about our friends at the Social House, H-A-U-S, on Lisbon Road and Menominee Falls. And uh, great stuff, great people. And they had the Bags Tournament this past weekend going on over there. It looked like a lot of fun. It looked like it was a really good time. And uh, they just uh, always figure out something cool and eclectic to do while you have games going on and people that are hanging out in the new uh, addition, the TVs, the outdoors, the indoors, the garage doors that are open. It's just a fantastic place, and I can't recommend the Tiger Burger enough. That's the Social House on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
about it just yet, but if you're thinking about something really cool to do, the Irish Cultural Heritage Center on 2133 West Wisconsin Avenue down in Milwaukee, man, they've got a lot of cool stuff happening when it comes to concerts this holiday season, and don't forget, start to look ahead towards next year, because Cynthian is coming in March for St. Patrick's Day. It's going to be an absolute blast, so... Uh, the minute the tickets are on sale, get them. Go to ICHC.net. That's ICHC.net. And uh, and check it out for yourself because, man, they got so much cool stuff that goes on over there. So I, I wanted to get into this um, because I think it's 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 interesting in the sense of um, the Chicago Bears over the weekend. They get beat by the Packers. And Dan Wiederer, uh, who covers the Bears, said, in my time covering the NFL, I can't really remember a time where on the Wednesday of week two, a building seemed so apparently shaken by and or short on answers for what happened in week one. That's a that's a very, very, very damning statement. I mean, that's just bad. I, I don't know how else to put it. I mean, th- this is what we were talking about was there is a there's no identity there there's no identity there and you know that's why you know again when Mike Clemens and I are driving home on Sunday night we're talking about the things that the Packers did you know hey Preston Smith played pretty well and you know um you 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 talk about Lucas Van Ness being run, able to run down Justin Fields. Didn't play a ton of snaps. Rashawn Gary on a pitch count as well. The guys up front played pretty good. T.J. Slayton looked impressive. The back end with Darnell Savage and the big hit that he had. I mean, that's kind of going back to the, the, the days that when he first was a rookie and the way he liked to hit. And there was Jair, you know, and still Jabber John and, t- and talking and, you know, getting into it on the Bears' sideline. Here comes Lucas Patrick, and he's running over, and the former Packer, you know, getting into it. And, and But at the, at the end of the day, you look at this Packers team, and you went, man, they were able to run the ball. They threw the ball. They had some misdirection. They A lot of the stuff they did it was just a solid performance. And you look at the Bears, and you go, that's it? There's nothing there. There's no fluidity to the offense. It's Justin Fields drops back, and he runs. They didn't do much with the weapons that they had. Um, it, it just, it, it just wasn't good. It wasn't a good performance, you know? And, and so you start to think, man, is this, is this, is this what Eberflus came up with? You know, is this, is this really what the bears are supposed to be? They pick up Chase Claypool last year and that didn't get any better. They have DJ Moore. I mean, Darnell Mooney. I mean, but there was no identity. Their, their defense was okay, but it, they couldn't get any pressure on Jordan Love. The Packers' offense just beat them down. And then you think, God, how bad were the Bears? They have no answer, no identity, no nothing. And did we just witness the Packers beat one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the National Football League? 
I think it's a legitimate question and concern. And there was no growth, zero, none. And as one of the uh, reporters down there had talked to Mike Clemens and I, as we were sitting around uh, getting ready to, to eat before the game, said this was one of the worst things he'd ever seen that nobody was talking about, and that is that Justin Fields had a terrible camp. He's the quote quote he's not a Mensa meeting member. End quote. So it's you know man if you start to think about you know just to the south of the border and there was a question as to whether or not the Packers or the Bears would be the bottom team and the bottom dweller and such in the National Football League when it comes to the NFC North. Boy, you got to look at the Bears and go, boy, you have you, there's not the light at the end of the tunnel got dark very quickly, didn't it, Grant? Well, I, and I was gonna. I was going to compare this week one game to week two in 2016. And they're not, with the teams and the records, it's not really the same. But I remember the feeling I had week two, 2016, the Packers lost to the Vikings. And I went and I found the box score. And it was Sam Bradford. It's not like they had some all-time great quarterback. But I remember after that game, I think it was a Sunday night game. Yep, 7.30 on NBC. And Stephon Diggs just looked incredible. And there were a couple players on the Vikings. They looked awesome. And I was starting to think... I was like, is this the point in time where the Packers are falling off and Aaron Rodgers is falling off a little bit? And the are the Vikings just that much better? And I bet Bears fans and maybe Bears players felt similarly after the game on Sunday. Not that the the Bears have been leading this division for years, but they thought this was our time to step up. And all of a sudden, Romeo Dobbs looks awesome. And Jaden Reed is getting catches. And Aaron Jones still looks great. And Jordan Love looks comfortable. And this... Daniel Carter, Anders Carlson is making his kicks and Quay Walker. If I was a Bears fan, I put my hands up. It's like, they're better at everything. All their young guys are playing well. All their coaches are in lockstep. Like this other team is just outclassing us by so much. And I bet it was a helpless feeling on Sunday night. And that's what they're reporting that that story you're referencing in the Chicago Tribune. Yeah, it's not just it. There's this, um, there's this, maybe what he's looking at right now is a feeling of, what is our direction? Yeah. How do we how do we fix this? Uh, and, and I'll tell you this. It starts at the top. It really does. It starts at the top. It starts when your head coach walks through the door and says, we're going to we're going to correct our mistakes. We know what we did wrong. We're going to fix this. And this is going to be better. But when your head coach doesn't display or your position coach doesn't display that that confidence Maybe that's the reason the guys are walking around going, I don't even think they know what the hell they're doing. Right. You know, I mean, that's when they start to lose faith in your coaching staff. And <laughs> look at the end of the year. If this thing spirals and say they only win three, four, five games tops, are they changing coaches yet again? Man. You know? You want to hear a funny, yeah. uh, a funny quote? Yeah, go ahead. I couldn't believe this is real. So Jaquan Brisker, there was a quote um, with NBC Sports that he had you know, basically saying, oh, we're going to get the Packers, we're going to get theirs, and he was mad about fans for booing them. Remember this? He wants fans right. to be more patient. I didn't see this part of the quote. I feel like we needed this. I feel like we might have been too high, and we just needed to get slapped in the face one good time. We needed this, especially in the first game, early. The type of team we are, the type of players we have, what we've built, we needed this. We've got to be more disciplined. Bill, they have yet to beat Matt LaFleur. How could they possibly right. be riding too high? <laughs> Right. Well, how could they well, need I, this? I think, I, I, I guess, and, and this goes back to that discussion Mike and I had, um, which it, it was, we started to buy into the second year, third year, the progression of Justin Fields. We saw 
like a lot of fans last year, there was this will to win, and there was at least a hope, this glimmer of hope, like, hey, just get some good pieces around and protect them, and this thing's going to take off. And that's the way it was It was portrayed and publicized by the media, which is why this particular person came over to us and said, this is a story nobody's talking about. Because he literally said, the media here is too busy propping up Justin Fields and the team rather than taking a good hard look at what he he is. And that's when he said, you know, he's no Mensa meeting member. And and we were kind of taken aback by that. Like, isn't this supposed to be like the year he kind of takes off? And this guy was like, no, he had a terrible camp. This is got this guy also has been around a long time. He had a terrible camp, one of the worst, and people aren't talking about it. So I just I found it really interesting when we started the, and that's the reason I tweeted it out. Because I thought, as soon as I tweet this, he's going to come out and have this terrific game and make me look like an idiot. But I tweeted it out because I trusted the guy. And sure enough, there was nothing more to that game. And this was the year that all the media spent saying, Rodgers is gone. Justin Fields is going to get better. They're going to get a protection. They got him weapons, a full off season with Claypool, you know, all that stuff. And so you anticipated yeah, they were going to come out, and they were going to run the ball and fire in all cylinders, and Justin Fields was going to be dinking and dunking and then one or two over the top and then taking off and running, and they were going to score all these points, and it just never materialized. And, I mean, there were at times during the game, specifically in the second half, where they came in three and out. They didn't look like they didn't even prepare to go on the field, and the fans were booing. I mean, booing and booing loudly. And as a Packers fan, you're like, this is great. <laughs> you know, this is awesome. But as a Bears fan – you're as a fan, you're letting your your coach know, your organization know, this is crap. We we paid for this. We paid to see this garbage and it, letting the players know that maybe they weren't as prepared or they were reading their press clippings or what have you. But maybe they did need to be slapped. Maybe they were starting to read the press clippings. Maybe the Chicago media did put them too high and over the top and and they were starting to listen to it. So we'll see how they respond, but uh man, it, it was there, there was not much to that team, to that game at just, all. Just insane that you can be riding too high coming off a year where you went 3-14. 3-14. Right? Exactly. Exactly. I 100% agree. Exactly. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Great Lakes Drag Away. D-R-A-G-A-W-A-Y. Drag Away. And uh, they're down in Union Grove, the oldest continuously operating uh, drag track in the world. Call them, 262-302-2138. They still have, uh, they ha- still have everything going on all the way through the uh, month of October, October Fest, so to speak. And uh, they also have the 2024 season passes that are on sale. So if you have the need for speed, that's a place to go. Great Lakes Dragaway down in Union Grove, whether it's watching racing or you're racing it yourself, they can do it. Go to GreatLakesDragaway.com. That's GreatLakesDragaway.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yesterday, stopped by Steel Tank Brewing on Roebrook Lane in Oconomowoc, right behind the Exonia Bank off of 67. And uh, 
And I keep telling you about that uh, Italian Italian sub sandwich they have. I think it's so good. Had to stop out there and pick up the Fisher House tent uh, from the motorcycle ride and a couple other things, but so good. Uh, Steel Tank Brewing, they brew all their own stuff right there on site, and their music venue, my thinking is by the end of the month, uh, that thing's going to be up and running. It is beautiful. They just had the floors done. And the building itself has come along. Uh, it, they've darkened it up, and the stage is going in. And, yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty exciting. So look for some big-time concerts and such, uh, local bands and such, to be inside Steel Tank Brewing on Roebrook Lane in Oconomowoc, right behind the Exonia Bank off of 67. It's, it's, it's coming along. Without a doubt, it's coming along. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Want to hit us up? Feel free. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, this one's from uh, Jake. Jake says, uh, hey, Bill, uh, what do you think of the running back situation in Green Bay? How much longer does A.J. Dillon have? Well, unless he goes down with injury, he's going to be around a while. Uh, It is a differing one-two punch, but he did not run with – I, I'll, let me say this. He Maybe it's in the comparison, and we talked about this yesterday with Pete Doherty. Maybe it's in the comparison of when you look at Aaron Jones and then you watch A.J. Dillon, there's a stark difference in speed and quickness, okay? To me, he just looks slow. He looks like he lost that that gear, and he doesn't get out of that that plodding, methodical gear quickly at all. Not at all. So if he continues to run that way, yeah. I mean, it's it's he's not going to be long for this, this Packers world. As much as he's liked, and he is, as much as he's liked, and he very quickly, be, be, between being nicknamed the, the mayor of Door County to the children's books and such, as much as he's liked, the bottom line is you're being paid money to be a running back on the football field to be the number two in a one-two punch. And if you're not adding a punch, then they don't need you. So, I mean, Emmanuel Wilson will take over that job eventually. He's very similar in stature, we'll say. I shouldn't say very. I mean, he's a little bit bigger guy than Aaron Jones, obviously, but he's got more speed and a quicker jump cut than A.J. Dillon does. A.J. Dillon is supposed to be a a methodical, fast, plodding horse that's going to just drive the ball down your throat. He's He's your third and short guy, right? But he's not. His pads are upright. He goes down too easy. He doesn't run with that, I'm going to run you over, reckless abandon. He stutters a little bit at the line of scrimmage or at the point of attack. And... You know, when, when defenders have momentum coming downhill and you're not running downhill, you're stutter-stepping, you're going down. You know, at least if you were this workhorse and this plow horse, you'd be able to fall forward. You'd be able to stick your head in there and you fall forward. You know? But A.J. Dillon's not that guy. You know? He's just not that guy. And last year, you kind of assumed that 
when Aaron Rodgers was was in the backfield, it was a lot of shotgun, and he was he always had that quick stutter step that he had to do before he got going, you know, to get the ball uh, from uh, from Aaron Rodgers. But you've got Jordan Love more under center, and if you're under center and you're you know you're handing the ball off and he's not getting a he's you know the, the there was always a game uh, that the running backs tried to get to the hole and pass the quarterback faster than the quarterback could get the ball out of center and hand it off, okay? Which meant that the running back got ahead of steam. He seems to wait for the quarterback. You know? So, I, uh, I, I, to answer your question, I don't know how much longer Jordan Love will be or Jordan Love, or uh, A.J. Dillon will be running the football if he continues to put up those kind of numbers, you know? I just don't. Uh, but it doesn't help his trade value either if the Packers really did want to make a deal and try to go after Jonathan Taylor and maybe up the ante when it comes to draft choices or something. But um, but I, at this point in time, if I had to base it off of just one performance, I'd rather see Manuel Wilson in there. To be honest with you, I'd go with Wilson and and Jones as that backfield and see what happens. Um, now AJ Dillon, you know he has become a better blitz blitz guy. He picks up the blitz a little bit better. Um, he has got, he's grown in that position over the years. So when Aaron Jones is not in there, Jordan you know, AJ Dillon is you know um, he's been good in that sense protecting the quarterback, but he just hasn't he hasn't grown. You know. And, you know, and Logan says over on the live stream, Logan says, hey, A.J. Dillon, has, he's just not thought, he, he is not who we thought he would be. It's uh, year four, and we have never seen him really reach expectations. And that's, pri- that, that's, that's very succinct, and it's, you're probably 100% correct. We just haven't seen him take off the way we thought he would. Just hasn't. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to uh, find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, you can also email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Got some emails to get to as well when we come back. Uh, we kind of ignored those today. We've been pretty busy, but uh, we want to be able to uh, kind of get everybody uh, everybody's voice to be heard. We got our buddy Steve that uh, wrote us earlier today, and, some Brewers chatter too coming up, and I look. I've I've made it. I'm not backing down. People are saying I'm jinxing the Brewers. If you believe that, that means this show has so much freaking power, it's unbelievable. That means we are the almighty, all powerful, po- most powerful program in the state of Wisconsin. If that's true, so I'm saying it. I'm saying it. The Brewers are on the verge. The Brewers are on the verge. Mark my words. The Brewers are on the verge. See what happens coming up later on tonight. The Brewers are on the verge. Okay, uh, stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Going to be traveling over the next couple of days. 
And uh, around the state of Wisconsin, heading up to Tomahawk. And uh, one of the things that I know I'm going to be doing today, and that's filling up the truck uh, with uh, both beverages and gas. And that's going to be with our friends at Quick Trip. Quick Trip, uh, always use the Quick Rewards card. Always, always, always. And uh, one of the things I know when I travel is if I'm not uh, making breakfast, I'm stopping and picking it up with some of the breakfast sandwiches that they have, that's for sure. So check out our friends at Quick Trip, whether it's going in for the basics, the bread, the milk, the eggs, bananas, whatever, or maybe the the beer cave like I'll be doing, or maybe some of the breakfast sandwiches, but uh, so much, uh, whether it's the take-home meals or the sandwiches that are there hot and fresh or even some of the take-home pizzas that you can make hot and fresh. Whatever it happens to be, it's it's all about our friends at Quick Trip who uh, are such a, if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about, such a great convenience here in the state of Wisconsin, and we're so lucky to have them right here in our own backyard. That is our friends over there at Quick Trip. Um, by the way, speaking of uh, the rest of the week, so tonight uh, we uh, have the huddle, which is back. I'll be on the air for the huddle tonight. And then after that, um, it's going to be uh, Grant Bills the rest of the week. Uh, so, Grant, tomorrow, having Paul Charchian on, you are going to get to rip apart my fantasy team, which has now been eliminated, and I am done in the guillotine league after one brief moment in time. But what a moment it was, Bill. I mean, we'll never forget <laughs> the last week, right? What a week it's been. <laughs> I, I, My week, put it this way, the the, the draft lasted longer than my team actually did. Oh my god! That I swear to God, my the my my the draft was longer than my my team. I kid you not. I got man. I, I just, got I got smoked on Sunday by a guy who had Aaron Rodgers starting. He, Aaron Rodgers got him zero points, and he still cleaned my clock. And my excuse in this league is always, "Well, I'm the commissioner, so the league comes before my team. So anytime my team loses, it's like that's okay. Right. It's bigger than just me." You know, I'm yeah. more focused on, on everyone else in the league. But, yes, right. charge tomorrow. I'm very excited to pick his brain about, I'm sure, all the help that I need in fantasy and everybody else, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just, I'm almost, like, tempted to call in. Like, I'll be sitting on the dock watching Lake Nokomis and the flowage go by. Uh, um, I'll be, you know, butted up against the backside of, uh, of bootleggers, the supper club, just sitting there watching, you know, whatever happens to be. Who knows? Maybe I'll fish off the dock. And just listening to the program, I'll have the great big JBL speaker down there listening, and I'm almost tempted to call in at that segment just to go, Charge, go ahead. <laughs> this, Let me have this, it. This gonna it was – I called him. I I, right, I was on my way home on, on Monday night, and, uh, and he texted me. He said, well, that was quick. <laughs> so he texted me, and I called him. I got done with the cigar dinner. I was coming home. And he just – he, he answers the phone. He's like, hey, Bill. And all I did was go, what the hell? Yeah. What the? Because I, I had this really, I mean, he even told me, he's like, man, you got a pretty impressive team. And it not only did I lose, I scored the lowest amount of points. I went out in historically awful fashion for the eternity of the uh, guillotine league. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Well, what are you going to do? <laughs> so, what are you going to do? Nothing you can do. Right. Uh, we got another hour yet to go. We're going to pick up where we left off, but the Brewers are on the cusp, and I'm excited about that tonight. And because uh, Kristen, who uh, changed jobs, her her company has has a suite uh, down at American Family Field. I can't go. Uh, I'm going to be here doing the uh, the huddle tonight. But she's got got a group of clients and such going tonight. And I said, hey, tonight could be historic for two reasons. One, our buddy Josh is going to be singing the national anthem. But secondly, uh, tonight Brewers win, 
and Cubs lose, you are witnessing them winning the National League Central. We'll talk about that coming up tonight as well. So got that. Kevin Holden from CBS 58, by the way, is going to join us tonight on the huddle uh, a little after the top of the hour at 6 o'clock. So we're going to talk to him this evening as well. So we got a lot coming up. Stay tuned. we got another hour of the Bill Michael Show yet to go. Hang in there. We'll be back right after this.